Hey there, this is Larry, and I'm here with Armin. You're about to listen to a great episode. But before you do, we want to let you know that we're now podcasting over at the Bold Idea Podcast. That's right, and we're not adding any new episodes to Reinventure Me, but we think you're really going to like what we're doing on the Bold Idea Podcast. We're interviewing some great guests and packing ideas and inspiration to help you put your faith to work to bring your idea to life. So when you're done with this episode, go check it out at boldideapodcast.com. Episode 39 of the Reinventure Me Podcast. Well, we all like to get motivated, but the question is, how do you create lasting motivation, a motivational lifestyle? And we're going to talk about that on today's episode of Reinventure Me. Thanks for joining us. Find your next great beginning. Welcome to the Reinventure Me Podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. Hello and welcome to episode 39 of the Reinventure Me podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about what's next in life and a bunch of other stuff. And I'm your co-host, Larry Gates, along with Armin Asadi. Hey, Armin, how are you? Good. How are you, Larry? I'm doing well. I'm looking forward to this uh, episode today. Why, why are you so excited about this one? Well, you know, I actually, I just realized as I said that, I probably say that on every episode that I'm looking forward to. <laughs> Thought I asked. But you know, it's true. I, I, I think there's something to be said about staying motivated, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, I think that's something I need and something everybody else that's probably listening to it needs if it's a daily thing. So I agree. Well, and there's a lot of talk about motivation out there, and we want to try to do something a little bit different. Maybe this is stuff that you've all heard before, but we hope that, that maybe there's something here that you can put in place to keep you motivated, to get you motivated if you're not. Um, and we want to help you uh, do that. We want to help you get motivated because that's part of what you need to be in order to discover your next great beginning. You'll find the show notes for this episode at reinventure.me slash 39. We've got a bit of ground to cover here. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> so tell me, Armin, how how would you describe um, your daily motivation? Do you, do you feel like you're generally motivated day in, day out? No, I think there's lots of days where I, uh, well, I shouldn't say lots of days, majority of days, I feel like I'm very motivated, but there's always that one day or two days where it's it's sheer willpower that's putting me through it you know mm -hmm. it's, I, I refuse to lay down kind of thing mm -hmm. but no it's not a daily thing I, I take up the majority of space with good motivation but not all of it what about you well i think that uh, probably the same i i find that it's more during cycles of the day that i'm more motivated than rather a day in day out kind of motivation i think mostly i'm a pretty motivated person although i do have my days of funk where as you just described you got to just do it by sheer willpower yeah but my view is if you're doing it by sheer willpower on the days that you're in a funk yeah. it's because you've learned the discipline of motivation on the days where you've got positive energy toward it and it's the thing that's keeping you through you may not feel good about it but you're doing it yeah I can't agree more. And, and that's really what we want to talk about today is, is developing this lifestyle of motivation. I find for me personally that I can get really motivated right away in the morning. And then for some reason, somewhere around 1.30 in the morning, <laughs> I get a second wind. Yeah. I feel like I could almost go back to college and pull an all-nighter and just get <laughs> stuff done. <laughs> I bet, I bet. Because things are quiet and, and my mind starts racing again. Yeah. And it's that if I don't, uh, if I'm not careful, I'll be up all night yep. or not being able to sleep. Uh, but I have a t-shirt, uh, that's part of our bold path ministry. Yeah. And on the t-shirt are a bunch of light bulbs with one light bulb on. And it says so many ideas, so little time. 
And it's one of the things that kind of motivates me is that there's just so many wonderful things to think about putting together and creating and putting in and making come alive that I just feel like I hate wasting time. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't feel like I have that kind of creative power that you have that lasts as long as yours does. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I have no creative power in the morning like you do. I have no creative juices that are flowing. My morning time, it's... It's a devotional administrative. Uh huh. That's all I want to do. Well, I know some people, and I don't. I'm not one of them, but I know some people. They're just like zombies until they have their cup of coffee. Oh, absolutely. Or second, or <laughs> third, or third, fourth. Or, yeah. I talked to a guy the other day, and he's like, he he has to have like six cups of coffee before he can get going. Yeah. And I've had six cups in my entire life. I think I'm just naturally kind of high strung. <laughs> I wouldn't call you high strung, <laughs> but, but just my maybe uh, overflowing abundance of energy, but. Um, we are trying to draw a distinction between creating a motivated lifestyle, which is our topic of this episode, mm -hmm. and one where we talked about getting unstuck back in episode thirteen. Right. And uh, when you're when you're stuck, uh, you 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 feel like you're not moving along at all in anything in life. What we want to talk about is not necessarily being unstuck. Go back to that episode if you feel like you're stuck. Yeah. We're talking about cultivating and honing and refining a lifestyle that has a propensity to stay motivated. I right. Think that's the difference. Yeah, the difference is um, that one is how do I finally get to take my first step forward and this one is how do I set a pace to finish the marathon faster than everyone else kind of thing. Yeah, or get off the blocks if you if you want to talk about that first episode and this is more like how do you do the long run. Right. The marathon. That's it, good. That's yeah. a good good metaphor. Well, we should probably inspire some people today. All right, today's motivational quote is by the one and only Zig Ziglar, mighty man of God. Mr. Motivation. That's himself. right. And uh, this is a classic. Everyone's probably heard it or seen it on some social media somewhere. But it says, people often say that motivation doesn't last. Well, neither does bathing. That's why we recommend it daily. Mm -hmm. And if you've ever been around somebody who hasn't bathed, you'd recommend that daily too. Yes, yes. <laughs> Especially back in the day in high school football. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and there's good reasons to not only bathe daily, but to have some daily motivation, right? Yes, absolutely. And and this episode's really about creating a motivational lifestyle. So we something we do daily. That's right. So how how do you how do you create that motivational lifestyle for yourself, Larry? Well, I think we need to first ask what is a motivational lifestyle before we can think about how to create one. Okay, that's great. And to me, a motivational lifestyle is characterized think about the lifestyles of the rich and famous right okay. uh, you think about people who live a certain way there's a typification of the rich and famous yep. right when yep. you say hey they got a rich and famous lifestyle you kind of know what's being talked about here mm -hmm. so if you think about people who are motivated people what are some of the common characteristics that a motivated person has right, right. so first one that i think of is that they generally have a bias toward action they, they realize that standing still doesn't teach them anything. They learn by doing, and they're, they, they are willing to take risk and to, and to move up. And they think about, when they get up in the morning, what they're there to create. Hmm. And I like what Henry Bergson said. He said, think like a man of action, but act like a man of thought. Oh, wow. Just because they're acting doesn't mean they're not thinking. Uh, but there's a bias toward change. They embrace that. They they move. They move themselves. They inspire and move others. So, I think when you think about people who are motivated, to me, that's part of what you're thinking about. 
Um, the other thing that I think about when I think about motivated people is that they're they're motivated to create, not just to react. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember a Far Side cartoon, and no, I don't no. know if we talked about this before. A far <laughs> Side cartoon with this amoeba sitting in a, in a chair. Did we do we talk about this? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Stimulus that. response, stimulus response. Don't you ever think? Of course, that's all a amoeba does is respond. But there are so many people out there that are amoebic in their behavior. Yeah, all they do is react to their environment. And I think people who are motivated and have a lifestyle of motivation think about the creative act. They think that they're here in the image of God to create. That was the first thing that God did was to create the heaven and the earth. And that's what we're here to do is Mm. to create. Uh, So the third thing I think about in terms of motivated people is that they're infectious. You know, when you're around truly motivated people, you kind of, feel a little bit stronger spring in your step as well. You're like, oh yeah, I, they're, they're really into that. And I could do that too. Yeah. You know, there's this sense that you can get caught in their draft. Yeah. It is contagious. It, is. it just makes you feel good. They, yeah, I mean, one of my friends, Bob, we call him the uh, happiest man alive. The guy, it, I've never heard him not be positive, even on his worst day. I mean, he, he could be going to prison that day and be like, well, at least I'm going to catch up on a lot of good reading, guys. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And it's not fake. It's not it's real. For, yeah, it is the most genuine, most positive human being you've ever met. And uh, it, he, I mean, everybody wants to be here. If I have a bad day, I'm calling because it is contagious. It is infectious, like you said. Hey, one of my friends I used to play golf with all the time, you know, he would he would just always say encouraging things. And like I remember one time I, I just hit the worst shot. The ball went just wickedly bad into the I mean, I was already having a bad enough day, but it was just <laughs> really a bad shot. And and he says to me, Boy, that was a really good looking swing though. <laughs> like, are you kidding? I just want to throttle you right now. <laughs> and hug him at the same time. <laughs> so I think, you know, when you when you think about people who are generally and genuinely motivated, they are infectious and they are winsome to other people. Absolutely. I completely agree. But so back to the original question, I think mm-hmm. that, that that answers the the latter question, but when we asked, uh, how can you motivate yourself daily? I mean, where would you start with answering that question? Well, I think first of all, you have to start with the idea of daily and in order for something to be daily, it has to be a habit. Mm-hmm. So think about if you want to be a more motivated person, what are the habits of, of thinking and doing? Cause those are really the two habits you can put in place, what you think about and what right. you do. Right. And and so you have to you have to construct what are the habits that are going to be supportive of being a more motivated person, uh, because nothing happens unless nothing happens on a daily basis unless you habitualize it. Right. And you've done that already, Marmeen, because you said earlier, you know, you have days where you just feel like you're in a funk, but you still do something. Yeah, I'm. I mean, there's only so much willpower. I, well, any any human being has, not just me. And uh, if every day I get up and my motivation is just sheer willpower to get through the day, I could do that one day, two days, three days, but fourth day, I, I'm 10 times more exhausted than I would be if you know I didn't sleep or if I didn't eat or whatever the situation may be. But I think it's a lot easier for me to be motivated when, it's, when I create a habit because now it's by the sheer force of habit. Correct. And that's so much easier because eventually it becomes a routine and you don't even have to think about it. That's mm-hmm. that's the whole purpose of a habit. That's you right. just go through the motions. But going through the motions still makes you feel good because at the end of the day, you know you got what you needed to be get done. 
And that's what you needed motivation for anyway, is to get done whatever your daily goals are. Yeah, that's right. And the the habits that best form are those, of course, that are intrinsic, that, that you want to do it because of some internal value that you have right. rather than extrinsic. Which is reward or punishment. Which is a reward or punishment right. that you get from someone else. So obviously, if you're in a job or in a situation where you just can't get motivated to do it, you have to ask yourself, am I, am I intrinsically challenged here or extrinsically challenged? Mm-hmm. And, and if you have an intrinsic problem there, it may be that that's not a good fit for you. Mm-hmm. It may be that you need to find a better fit where you can find the thing that motivates you is what you're doing. But let's just assume that we're... That's not the challenge for you. Let's assume that because we have other episodes that address that, but let's just assume what we're trying to do is take our daily dose of motivation and move it up a level and try to get better at it. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So there are some things that you can do. I think again, it's back to what habits of thought and what habits of action do you want to cultivate? Mm -hmm. Right. And here's a habit of thought that I think might be helpful. Bring it on. One is that you believe that not only can you make a contribution but that you must make a contribution. Say that one more time. I like that. Not only that you can make a contribution, that you have the ability, that what you have are skills that are valuable, mm. but that you must make a contribution. In other words, other people are depending on you, whether you know it or not. Huh. Now, here's the concept. you got a number of people that you can put in a football team, right? Yeah. You can, you, but what happens if you hold back a player or yeah. two players or three players? Uh, think about volleyball, for instance, you know, you, you put six people out there, you can put four people out there, you could put one person out there, mm-hmm. but you get more opportunity to get the ball across the net when you have more people out there. Mm-hmm. If you're off the game, somebody else's game goes a little bit more difficultly. Mm-hmm. And so what your contribution is, it matters. It matters to how other people contribute. And if you're not at your best, your game is lacking because you don't believe you have something to contribute or you don't believe it makes a difference for someone else, then you're less likely to be motivated. Hmm. But if I know if I don't show up, if I don't do what I need to do to contribute to a goal that's been set or to help inspire someone else, then they're missing out. Hmm. They're less. And I've got to believe that if I don't believe that I won't get up in the morning. I won't get going. I won't feel like it's important. Hmm. So it's a, it's like, the Blues Brothers, you know, we're on a mission from God, you know, <laughs> but yep. if you don't believe you're on a mission from God, it's going to be hard to get motivated. Yeah. Your I, being in the game matters. It does. I, this actually reminds me of a story. I had an intern when I was working at the church and he, he was a new intern for me. And I remember he was just one of the least motivated people on there. But at the same time, you could tell he was mentally one of the most motivated. It was just the environment. I couldn't understand why. And uh, I gave him a, almost sounded like a menial task to him because I gave him a ministry team that we called the roadies and the, because we were a mobile church. So we had to literally set up our own stage, our own everything. It was, it's an hour long process, 45 minute long process. And he wanted more responsibility. And I told him, look, this is your responsibility, blah, 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 blah. You got to take care of this. And um, I remember until he stepped up and took care of it and actually did, um, did take on the leadership role that he had there before taking on anything else. Um, he had no idea what kind of responsibility he had because after he had actually taken full responsibility, built a team, stabilized it, did all sorts of crazy stuff. People started coming up to him and thanking him, the worship mm-hmm. band, because they're like, man, thank you so much. We have so much more time to practice. This this is really helping. The audio guys started thanking him. The team started thanking him saying, hey, man, because the team was just dwindling away and people started coming back in. They're saying, 
hey man, we were just lost in this team because we just felt like we had no leader. We had no one to create community for us. And all of a sudden, just that one task, as soon as he took it seriously and he realized it's not only he could add value, but he had to, shifted the entire culture of our morning setup mm. and going into practice and then starting the first service. Yeah, it's it was a huge. Great example. Yeah. Because there he acted in such a way that he trusted what you had to say mm-hmm. because you gave that, you inspired him with it. Mm-hmm. But then he saw the truth of it. It's like, now I've got to be there. Now he went from not sure if, if it was going to make a difference to knowing yeah. that they depended on him. Yeah. The ironic thing is, is after that experience, he realized how much value he has to add. He got so much more motivated. He ended up actually leading an entire campus. Oh, I thought you but, were going to say he asked for a raise. <laughs> <laughs> no, he ended up leading the entire campus. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, which is a huge promotion, which is what he was looking for. He was looking for more responsibility, not money. So yeah. for him, it was a great, great thing for him. Yeah. yeah. But I, I completely agree with what you're saying. Yeah, so that's one habit of thought that we can change. Not only can you make a difference in a contribution, but you must make a difference in a contribution. Second is to view change as your ally. Mm, I like that a lot. Another habit of thought. Yeah. You know, oftentimes we resist change. Because it's the enemy. Or it's just uncomfortable. Oh, they it's the enemy for status quo. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if you've got a lot to do, and then and then somebody's suggesting changing something or mm-hmm. whatever, it feels like you're adding on something else when you're just now starting to get used to the way it was. Yeah. And, and now it's like, you got to relearn something again. And it's like, why, why do we have to do this? You yeah. Know? But if you keep a learn a learning mindset, like we talked about back in episode four on mindset, right. Yep. And, and what comes at you, you can see as an opportunity to gain capability mm-hmm. rather than as a test for your own, uh, capability as a test of your own, but, uh, validation, right. You know, you, you might see it as challenging you. Hmm. change is, is something that's threatening to you yeah it was for me back in the day when i was a kid i i, I really struggled with change because uh, i i think my brain got hardwired to thinking that change meant something was about to be taken away from me mm-hmm. rather than something new right. was about to be added onto me yes. or that i was about to grow evolve in some way so i started constantly being hardwired in in the sense that okay change means it's subtraction, not addition to simplify it. So it made me fear change, hate change. And I saw it change really as my enemy because I, I did everything I could to keep things the same. Yeah. When I was at Cray Research, a computer company, and I was in the software support group, I had the responsibility for supporting a small portion of our software that we had. And I was the only guy in the company supporting this. So I was traveling all over the place mm-hmm. and my boss came to me and, and she said, Larry, I want to put you on a different product line. Uh, it's more important for the company. We need the help in doing it. Uh, and then she said these words, she said, but I think you're going to have a real hard time with this change. Uh, and I like, what's she talking about? <laughs> so I go into it and I realized she was absolutely right. Uh, I, I actually went into like a depression for me. A depression is not like a clinical thing that, <laughs> Maybe yeah. many of our listeners are, listeners are dealing with, and I don't mean to minimize it, yeah. <laughs> but for me, it was, it was what is wrong with me for three days. I was in this absolute lethargic funk, didn't want to do anything, didn't even want to go to work. Uh-huh. And what I realized was that I was moving from a, 
paradigm or a job where I was the superhero going in and fixing it because I was the only one that could to being part of a team of people who could fix things. And I was at the bottom of the rung. Oh, no. So I saw my job there and what I was doing before as validation for me being important Hmm. rather than what I could learn. I could learn so much more by taking on the new job than staying in the old, but I wanted to stay in the old because it validated me. Right. And that was what I was craving was that validation of being superhero. And when I moved to the new job, I was the, the noob. Yep. No, nobody was turning to me for advice about anything. <laughs> and, and I had a problem with that. Yeah. You became the workhorse. Uh, I was not important again. Mm. And it, it was hard for me to try to r- rise up again. And that was because I didn't have a learning mindset. I wasn't there to learn. I was there to prove myself. And, you know, if you spend the day trying to validate who you are, you're going to be fatigued at the end of it and you're going to lose motivation. So instead, the key here is if you want to view change as your ally, you'll be getting in the habit of saying, you know, like the, 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 the prince was it the good witch of the North said, what did you learn today, Dorothy? Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) In the wizard of Oz. And so, you know, think about that every day, just get in the habit of saying, what do you, what did you learn today? Hmm. What did I learn today from all of what went on? You know, it's a good day. It was a hard day, but what did I learn? How can I, how can I pull that out? Yeah, that just reminds me, I need to start journaling on a more regular basis. I stopped journaling on a regular basis. We have an episode on that, don't we? We do, but (laughs) it just reminded me. I wasn't planning on saying this. I just extroverted. Sorry, I have an extroversion disease. But yeah, I think that's one of the things I enjoyed about journaling was that I could ask that question and write it down so it would solidify what I learned that day. And each day became a victory or a triumph or an evolution of Armin Asadi in some way or another. So I need to get back to journaling. Preach it, brother. (laughs) Go, man. To myself. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we have two habits of thought. One, believe that not only can you make a contribution, but you must make a contribution. Mm -hmm. Two, view change as your ally. Here's a a habit to do. (laughs) Yeah. And I know you do this one. Yeah. Intentionally surround yourself with motivated people. Mm -hmm. When you get around people who are also motivated, a couple things happen. First of all, you're much more likely to get encouragement. Yeah. Because motivated people aren't in it to get their own uh, ego built up. They're in it to see other people win as well. Yeah. And secondly, you're more likely to mimic them. Yeah. And I think in one of our earlier episodes, we talked about the mirror neuron system. Mm -hmm. We start to mimic the people that we see. Mm -hmm. And Jim Rohn, I think, uh, famously quipped, you know, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Right. So why not improve your average? Right. You know, spend your time with some people who are motivated. Yeah, I can't agree with this one more. I mean, even in my younger days, I always ended up being around the older people. I don't mean they were like 20 years older. I mean, my, my friends were a few years older, but at the time, you know, when you're a te- teenager, a few years feels like a few decades. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember so- there are certain groups that I could get into, but I couldn't stay in. And I couldn't understand why. And I realized one of the things where, or was that their level of motivation was by far higher than mine. Even though I was extremely motivated, they were just that much more motivated. And I couldn't stay in that group. And when I realized that, and it wasn't, it wasn't like a popularity thing. It was I wanted to be around them to learn because they were all so extremely successful. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and once I realized that, it motivated me to realize, okay, 
for me to be able to be with those people and stay with those people, my motivation level has to match theirs. And it's not just this emotional, mental, spiritual hype. It's it's based on how involved, how committed, how dedicated, how involved I got with these people. Mm-hmm. And that's what separated. And that was that to me was so eye-opening that it wasn't rah, rah, rah. It was do, do, do. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. And get with those people like that who who can look you straight in the eye and ask you the tough questions. Mm-hmm. You know, because those are the ones you're gonna learn from the most. Those are the ones you're gonna be willing to mimic the most. Mm-hmm. And I and we I think we've talked about the Thomas Merton questions before in right. in one of the earlier podcasts. You know, ask the two questions: What are you here for, and what's keeping you from it? Hmm. Now, if there is anything more motivated than setting your eye on the vision of your life, and then saying, "Okay, what's keeping me from that vision? How do we get around it?" Yeah, you know, when you get together with motivated people, they'll help you brainstorm some solutions. They'll hook you up with people that can help you. Yeah. They're here to help get you more successful. Yeah, and. We, so few of us think, though, about how we can construct the people that we're around so mm-hmm. that we're around more motivated people. Yeah. What I've been learning a lot, too, is I realize the more value I can add to these people just when I'm around them um, by by my sheer motivation to get things done, the the more they want to develop me just because they realize, oh, He's, he's not just around taking, he's adding value. And if the more I can pass on to him, the more value he can actually add to me because he keeps doing and it becomes a cycle. So they actually end up spending more time and passing more things on to me than they ever would have if, if it was always about me just spending time with them to learn from them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, yeah, this, 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 I could talk about all day, so I'll probably shut up now. Sorry there. <laughs> That's good. It's all, it's all good. I can see you're highly motivated. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to intentionally surround ourselves with motivated people. That's uh, the first kind of do habit. And the second do habit that we're going to suggest is that you just do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, almost anything that you have on your list, you're going to get more motivated by getting stuff done. And frankly, that's one of the reasons why I get on a roll at 1.30 in the morning. My mind recharges, but I've already started ticking my way through and I go, oh, I'm on a roll. <laughs> do I want to stop the roll? You know, at some point you got to go, okay, shut down, close down, sleeper, go nighty night, you know, so that tomorrow you can get back on the roll again. But, uh, if, if you can, uh, get something done on your list, one of the things that we can get into is this work avoidance where we, we see something that we think we need to be doing and we have this passive aggressive behavior toward it. We want to get it done, but we don't want to work on it. Mm-hmm. And we just think magically it's going to happen. Yeah. Sometimes the best way to get that thing done, and we've talked about some of this on earlier episodes, but sometimes it's just if you just get on a roll to start doing things, then you can turn yourself toward it mm-hmm. and get it done. Uh, in episode 20, we talked about three strategies you can use to supercharge your productivity. Work to your energy level, always know what to do, and use 20-minute uh, blocks to focus your time. Go back to that episode if you need some help just to get more productive. But think about using dopamine as your friend here. You know, when mm-hmm. you get something done, you feel good about getting it done and you're more likely to turn to do something again the next time around. Yeah. So two habits of thought, knowing that you not only can make a contribution, but you must, you can change your ally. And then two habits of action, surrounding yourself with people who are also motivated and just doing some stuff. Mm-hmm. These simple strategies, but day in, day out can make a real big difference in creating a lifestyle that's motivated. Right. And it's all based on habit. It's all based on habit. Yep. And uh, and I guess as we're wrapping up, I just I, 
I really want to pinpoint this, and I think we talked about this before in, in the habit episode, but the importance of creating habit is it's obvious, but the way to create a habit is not so obvious. But the simplest, I think, lesson I've ever gotten to make my habits stick is by starting small. Just do a compound effect. Create one simple habit that takes 15 minutes. So if you're doing any of this process, start small, go big, because if you start big, you end up going nowhere. Yeah. And one of the things we talked about in our habit episodes, you can't start a lot of habits at the same time. Yep. And also the the other tip is find a current habit chain that you have Mm -hmm. and tie a new habit to it. Yep. So for instance, the last thing you're doing in the morning is getting ready just before you think about, well, what do I do next? Maybe you have just a little reminder that you tell yourself is, I am needed today. Yep. And that's just a way of uh, reinforcing that, I am needed today, and get that message into your head so that you can you can move forward. Well, let's, uh, let's tee up a challenge, shall we? Sure. All right, we got a simple challenge. Well, maybe it's not simple to do, but it's simple to say. The challenge, <laughs> all of our challenges are. <laughs> well, people will get used to it eventually. <laughs> oh yeah, here comes the challenge. <laughs> so easy for those guys. <laughs> hey, we try. We follow along with the challenges. <laughs> so the challenge is take a suggestion that we gave one of the four and focus on it for a week. That means set a day, starting day. So if it's a Monday, that's your start day. Set it there and go from there. And every day of that week, focus on it. And then when you're done, report your results on our website, show notes at reinventure.me backslash 39. So we can at least get a chance to discuss what you learned. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that takes us to the end of our show. We sure hope you enjoyed it. If you, uh, if you did, uh, like I said, <laughs> if you didn't forget what I'm going to say, just plug your ears. <laughs> if you enjoyed this show, though, would you rate us on iTunes or Stitcher and tell your friends reinventure.me slash iTunes gets you to the show rating page there. Reinventure.me slash Stitcher if you're using the Stitcher app. We'd also love to get any comments or questions you might have. Again, our show notes are reinventure.me slash 39 or call our show line at 612-314-5447. So until next week, this is Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. We're wishing you a super motivated week. You've been listening to the Reinventure Me podcast with your host, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi.